Welcome back everybody to the Young Adult Novel Audio Podcast. I am reading from the book The Immortal Mage Chronicles, which is now available on Amazon by the author. Um, I am going to be starting with chapter 6 and it is titled Midnight. Leo and Calissa are eating lunch together when a shadow appears behind them. Turning around, Calissa's eyes brighten a bit as she sees who it is. Leo narrows his eyes as he's ignored by this new stranger sitting beside Calissa. Calissa, the stranger states, I told you I would see you again. That you did, Bradley. Calissa responds back behind the spoonful of soup. Why haven't I seen you in here before? Ah, Bradley nods. My math class was canceled because the teacher never showed up. So here I am stuffing my face instead. He smiles, but it doesn't quite reach his eyes. At least not to Leo. Lucky. Calissa seems to pout. Who's your teacher? Rodriguez. Bradley rubs his chin. Lisa, I think is her first name. Some rumor is floating around that she ran off with two students in our class. Sex scandal gone wrong. He chuckles and even the sound of his voice gives Leo the chills. It's sort of sinister. Like every word is laced with a hidden agenda. Not cool. Calissa pushes at Bratley's shoulders. He grabs her hand and the two just stare at each other until Leo clears his throat. Calissa pulls away and pulls some strands of her hair behind her left ear. Is she blushing? Leo can't help but ask himself. Hey, I didn't start the rumors. Bradley laughs like Leo's coughing didn't even faze him. But who knows what's going on? Like yesterday, you and that man, he really had me concerned. That's right. Leo showed up right as Calissa was getting pulled by some man, and he was about to say something, but then this Bradley guy showed up playing the hero. Leo was so baffled by Calissa letting the older teen touch her for so long that he forgot to even mention it again. What man? Leo interrupted the conversation. The one in the photo that Abigail took, Calissa explains, and she seems to be telling the truth. It allows Leo to feel a bit smug for some reason. He's still in town, and I'm guessing it's because he's hearing rumors of students going missing. He's concerned for my safety, wanting me to leave with him to go in hiding. Hmm, that might not be such a bad idea, Leo thinks on it. Students are going missing, and nothing seems to be getting done about it. It's crazy. I mean, classes started Monday. It's now Thursday. And how many students are missing? Tell me about it, Calissa murmurs. Nah, Bradley waves him off. Calissa here is a complete badass. She just doesn't know it yet. She won't allow anyone to just kidnap her so easily. Isn't that right, Blue Eyes? She does blush at this, and Leo feels his jaws tighten. I told you, my eyes are hazel. Calissa rolls her eyes, and I'm hardly a badass. If I had to choose between fighting and running, I'd run each time. You only believe that because you were taught to believe that, Bradley tells her. Hmm, Calissa points. You keep talking like you know me. Maybe I do. 
Bradley stands and taps her on the nose. I'll find you around. Wait, Calissa calls out before Bradley can get too far. This is Leo. You were rude and never introduced yourself. Leo puffs out his chest a bit. Nice to meet you, man. Leo holds out his hand, trying to be cordial. Bradley looks at it and smells halfway. It looks forced. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Bradley doesn't take the offered hand. I don't like touching people. You understand. Leo takes his hand back, and Bradley looks to Calissa before giving her a wink. Leo resists the urge to bear his fangs. He takes Calissa's hand instead, and to his surprise, she links her fingers together instead of shaking off the contact. Cozy. Bradley looks at the linked fingers and then walks away. As he walks away, Abigail and Trevor are walking up to the table. Trevor sees the linked fingers and grins while Abigail scowls. Hey, who was that? Trevor points behind him. Your eyebrows were joined together. You were frowning so much, he says to Leo. That was Bradley. Calissa answers for Leo. He's 19 and came to save me yesterday from my family friend who is still in town. The man is worried about all the missing students and thinks I should leave this school. The man, Leo thinks. Calissa has never said his name. Thank you, Trevor leans forward. Someone else is noticing. This shit is crazy. I was finally able to get an invite to Sam's room, but she bailed because of all the missing friends of hers. Your concern is duly noted, Leo snorts. Bradley says two 19-year-olds are also missing, and one of their teachers never showed up either. Calissa recants as Leo continues to remain in thought. Fuck. Trevor runs a hand through his hair. Now a teacher is missing? What is going on with this school? I've been stalking the news and no word from any missing people in this area. Aren't you and Chase going to find out more information today? Abigail speaks up. Yeah, we are. Trevor nods that he eats his fries. I think I'm going to start with George's roommate. Good. Leo nods. He takes his hand and Trevor follows it smirk. He shakes his hand and Trevor follows it smirking. So, Trevor looks down. When did that happen? He laughs and he smiles. Uh, just now. Leo looks at Calissa and smiles. He was getting jealous of Bradley, so I'll let him have this. Calissa winks. Oh, burn. Trevor laughs and points. Abigail sneers and flips her hair over her shoulder. You're new here. I'm a rune at that. You seem to have guys falling all over you. Abigail crosses her legs. So interesting. You are. Oh, come off it. Leo warns. No. I have this, Calissa tells him. Look, Abigail, you don't trust me. That's fine. I don't care. I have nothing to prove to you, but I finally have friends and a life here. I'm not going to let you ruin that because you can't get over yourself. Yes, I'm a maroon and move on. My color has nothing to do with you. That's right. Trevor raises a hand for a high five. And I know that you were planning on breaking into my room yesterday to find something on me. Calissa lowers her voice. I warned you before to back up and lay off me. I might be shy and timid, but you can't just run over me. 
The table gets quiet and Leo doesn't know what to say. Trevor's mouth is hanging open and Calissa is crossing her legs, not looking at anyone in particular. Leo rubs the back of his neck and looks at Trevor, who shrugs. Um, we should get to our next class, Leo offers, his voice being the only noise at the quiet table. Fine. Calissa agrees as she disconnects their hands so she can gather her belongings and trash. Bye, Trevor. Calissa glares at Abigail and storms off to throw away her trash and leave the cafeteria. Leo on her heels. Holy fuck. Calissa pants all of a sudden and starts shaking as she falls to the ground, back collapsing with her. Hey, Leo is shocked. What's wrong? He kneels in front of her. I can't believe I just did that. Her hands are shaking as she talks. I was so nervous and try to be all brave, but damn, that girl's going to kill me. Calissa laughs a little. She runs a hand through her hair. Leo laughs with her and then starts laughing even harder. He was wondering where this Calissa had come from. Turns out she's not different at all. You're amazing, Leo states, and he means it. I was wondering where that bold Calissa had come from. But here you are, putting on this facade and having us all fooled. I'm proud of you, because even while you're scared, you stood up to Abigail. Thank you, Calissa goes to stand, and Leo helps her up. It's good to stand up for myself and not depend on you guys. And don't think that I didn't know that you were jealous about Bradley. It was obvious, I could tell. Yeah, well, Leo rubs at his neck again. You let him touch you so easily. I know it's weird. She seems to think about it. When he grabbed me yesterday, I felt this surge of energy I never felt before. Normally, when I touch someone, the contact burns a little or I feel uncomfortable like my skin is itching. Wow. Leo shakes his head. I can't even imagine what that could be like for you. I have to ask, though. Why is he different? Why can he touch you when I can't? Leo so desperately wants to ask. I'm not sure, Calissa admits, but I like you, Leo. And I want to continue to get to know you. So trust me with this, please. You, I trust, Leo tells her with a smile on his face. It's Bradley I'm having issues with. Oh my god. Calissa just laughs at them to the next class. You sound like Abigail with me. As the rest of the day goes on, Trevor and Chase link up to meet George's roommate, Barbara Young, in the library. Barbara is already there, book in hand, with a soda on the table. Hey, Barbara. Trevor greets. Yo, Barbs. Chase greets next, shaking his black hair so it can fall into place. Thanks for meeting me, you two, Barbara says in lieu of an actual greeting. I went to headmistress about Georgia never checking in, but nothing came from it. I called her parents, and they said that she contacted them, told them she needed a hiatus, and that she would be in contact soon. What? Chase asked. It gets more concerning, Barbara confesses. They said she did a video conference with them so that they knew it was her. But she wouldn't just do that. I have something. Barbara pulls out a yellow scarf with white polka dots. This is Barbara's. I was hoping Zinc could get a vision off of it. 
so she was wearing it before she went missing. I got it from her parents. Yeah. Trevor takes the offered object. We'll ask him, for sure. Good. Barbara pulls out a notepad. This is a list of missing people along with their colors. Shit. Chase looks at the list. Trevor, with Georgia missing and Yaya missing, that leaves Imani, then you, in order of rank. Trevor can feel his face drain of color. Hey, man, we won't let them get to you, Chase looks to his friend. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Trevor says with a weak voice. He wants to believe Chase, but there's a pit in the bottom of his stomach that is preventing him from having too much hope. Whoever is taking these people, they don't care about being caught. They must also be quite powerful. Trevor can never hold up. He can feel his heart rate increasing, palms drumming with nervous energy. Look, Barbara starts them from stops them from getting up. Trevor, just call your parents. Tell them what's going on. Let them know that if you suddenly go missing or suddenly say that you need to take a break, that it isn't really you. Let them know so that they can be on the lookout. Yeah. I will, Trevor promises. It's Sage advice. He'd be a fool not to take it. <sighs> Man, let's not meet up again. Chase is the one to say, in case someone is watching or something. Barbara, you should try to be safe yourself. Noted. Barbara goes back to her book, but Chase can see the slight tremor in her hand as she holds it. He doesn't blame her. Neither does Trevor, who has the same tremor, but only in his legs. Trevor grabs a notepad, and he and Chase leave the library together. Once outside, Chase grabs a scarf from Trevor just as a blonde-haired teen falls to the ground. Trevor feel, can feel his hands shaking as people stop walking and stare, whispering amongst themselves. Hey, you okay, man? Chase pats Trevor on the back. I have this overwhelmingly bad feeling. Trevor admits. He feels as if he's choking on it, suffocating in. There's a knot in the pit of his stomach, and he's torn between wanting to throw up and wanting to gasp for breath. Come on. Chase grabs Trevor to stand. People are watching, and we should get this scarf to zinc. Good. Trevor pulls out of the hold. I want people to watch. I want people to listen. I want people to see that there is something wrong and I want them to do something about it. Chase laughs nervously and drags Trevor onto the door. <laughs> Chill, man. Chase whispers harshly. You know who's involved in what. Don't make yourself and me by proxy a target. Don't you remember? Trevor chuckles, but it sounds angry and defeated. I'm already a target. Well, I'm too stupid to be a target. Chase leaves in the Zink's room, so don't drag me in it. Fucker. Trevor shouts, and Zink opens just as Chase knocks on the door. Zink raises a brow and steps aside to allow the two to enter the room. Trevor stands at the door, pouting, while Chase jumps on Leo's bed since the teen isn't in the room. And why are you two here holding a scarf? 
Zinc nods to the object Chase is holding. Chase hands over the material and Zinc takes it, showing his confusion. We met with Barbara Young. And she said Georgia supposedly did a video conference with her parents to let them know she'll be going on hiatus for a while. Trevor recants. Yeah, only Barbara doesn't believe it. Chase continues, especially when Barbara showed us a list of names of people who are top students in high color status as well. If the list is true, then after Imani, it'll be Trevor. Zink's confusion turns to worry as he looks to Trevor. Fuck. Zink breathes out. That's not good. No shit. Trevor glares. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Yeah, exactly. Chase nods. We're hoping you can get a reading off this scarf. Maybe get a vision of Georgia that relates to what really happened. Yeah, of course, I'll try. Zink closes his eyes and holds the scarf. He thinks about Georgia in her last moments here at school. He thinks about the missing students and what could be going on. He knows he's successful when his eyes begin to roll in the back of his head. There's darkness and a lot of trees. There was maybe? Zink walks and tries to use the full moon as his light. He hears rustling. And there's an owl hooting in the distance. He goes to toys the rustling leaves and sees a crying Georgia with a gloved hand over her mouth. There's a man wearing all black. He has a black glove and is trying to keep a struggling Georgia quiet. There are a pair of cuffs on Georgia's wrist, but they are glowing slightly. Maybe spelled or limiters? There's more rustling and another person comes back behind Georgia. But Zink can't see his face, which means Georgia must have never saw the man come up behind her. It's cloudy after that. Just as Zink thinks he's getting pulled out of the vision, he gets sucked into another one. This one is of Calissa, and she's sitting in her dorm room. There's a voice echoing in the room, saying, It's time for you to join me, so. Calissa doesn't even seem to be phased by the voice, which leaves chills up Zink's spine. He pulls out the vision. Disoriented, he feels dizzy. Head all filled with wild and misplaced thoughts. He tosses Chase's scarf and leans back on his bed as he places his right arm over his eyes. She was taken in the woods. Zink mumbles. Not sure when, but it was a full moon. There were two men. They used spelled objects to bind her magic. I'm thinking limiters. She didn't go willingly. And she only could sense one person. She had no idea there was a second attacker. What is that supposed to mean? Chase presses on. I don't know. Zingling's up to say. He rubs a hand down his face. She was scared. I'm talking tears running down her face type of scared. Just leave the scarf here. I'll try and get another vision later. <laughs> Shit. Trevor feels his heart sink and runs out of the room. Wait! Chase gets up to go after him. Zink lets the two leave and sits up on his own. He bites on his bottom lip as he weighs a heavy decision. He has to confront 
Calissa about the voice because Zink is 100% certain it has to do with the people going missing. And if speaking to Calissa, then she's probably, and if it's speaking to Calissa, then she's probably in danger as well. He wouldn't have gotten the vision otherwise. But if so, why would they want a maroon? Especially when they're taking powerful mages, it doesn't add up. Waving his room, Zink arrives to Calissa's room rather quick. He checks in with the dorm leader and enters Calissa's room after she opens the door. Hey, little guy. Zink bends down to rub the cat's head. The blood cat purrs and then scurries off to jump in the bed. Hey, Calissa. I need to have a serious question with you. She seems a bit worried as she nods. Well, what's up? She gestures to the black chair so that Zink can sit in it. I had another vision of you, he blurts out. She seems to freeze up. You hear voices, don't you? How? She seems to almost stutter. Complete bewilderment and fear. Her eyes shift around the room like she's looking for a way out, ready to run. Don't freak out, Zink rushes to say, to try and ease some of Calissa's growing tension. I told you, I don't judge and I can keep a secret. But that voice is tied to the students going missing. And Chase texted me and Chase told me that Trevor is a strong possibility of being one of the missing students. Please tell me what you know. Zink doesn't mind begging at, at a time like this. He'll do anything to protect his friend. That's impossible. Calissa seems in disbelief. I wouldn't have had a vision of it while looking into George's disappearance, if not a correlation. Zink explains. Not even my grandmother knows. Calissa whispers, a tear already rolling down her face. You can't tell anyone. Zink, I'm serious. You said you're my friend. My first friend, so please. She sounds so afraid. It's hard to watch. Hey, I promise. Zink means it too. Since I was nine, I heard a voice, Calissa admits. It would always whisper the same thing. But just the other day, it knew I was in class. And it said it was coming for me. She starts to twist on her earrings. And Zink feels bad for having her to relive this. The day you ran out of class? Zink already knows the answer before he asks it. Yeah. She nods. It scared me. It knew me my name and that I was in class. I'm going to ask you another question. Zink says slowly, if you're only a maroon, why would whomever want you when they've been going after powerful mages? She doesn't answer right away. There's a flicker in her eyes before she schools her face again. I don't know. Calissa shrugs. It's a lie. He knows it's a lie. And she knows that he knows it's a lie. But she needs to hang on to that lie like a lifeline and he'll let her. As Zink and Calissa continue to talk about the mysterious voice, Leo is visiting Abigail's room after stopping by the back courtyard. Lear answers the door and walks out before letting Leo in. Have fun, you two. Lear waves at them as she leaves. Boyfriend. Abigail answers Leo's next question. Ah. Leo nods and goes to sit on Lear's bed. She should be careful. Michael would kill to protect that girl. She'd be fine. Abigail dismisses. I'm more concerned about you. Me? 
Leo points to himself. You trust Calissa so blindly. Abigail shakes her head. She's obviously hiding something. The thing is, I don't care, Leo tells her. She had a whole life before this place. Of course, she has secrets. She's entitled to those secrets. I trust that when the time comes, she'll disclose more. We only just met. Fine. Then can't you give the same benefit of a doubt to that Bradley guy? Abigail raises a brow. You know, the same guy you asked me to look into? I... Leo clamps his mouth shut with nothing more prominent to say. I'm a hypocrite. So sue me. Exactly. Abigail seems to be happy to have proved her point. You care about Calissa, so any strange person coming into her life, you're skeptic about. I'm the same way about you. I care for you, and I don't want you getting tangled up in something that could hurt you. Leo looks down to the ground and doesn't respond right away. Chase and Zink always told Leo that Abigail was in love with him as more than a friend. But he kept blowing off their comments, casting them aside as teasing. However, if Abigail is in love with him, then it explains her reactions to Calissa. Jealousy is a messy thing. See where you're coming from. Leo sighs. Just be nicer to her face, even if you don't trust her behind her back. Abigail frowns but nods at the same time, agreeing to it, but not liking it. Leo will count his success where he can. I don't have any information on Badly just yet, Abigail admits. Thank you for checking, Leo shrugs. All right, then I'll see you tomorrow. Leo stands and heads out. Instead of going to his dorm, he goes to Calissa's. Maybe they can have another date now. After Leo signs in with the dorm lead, Leo reaches Calissa's room only to be surprised by seeing a zinc answer the door. Um, hi? Leo says to his friend, confused. Hey, just leaving. Zinc slips out. Okay. Leo drags the word out as he enters the room. The first thing Leo notices is that there's a cat. There isn't supposed to be a cat. But there's a cat. It's black cute and currently glaring at Leo from the grasp of Calissa almost daring Leo to tell on it I have a cat Calissa wiggles the creature for Leo please don't tell she's quick to say I found it while walking with Zink and I kept it it's cute Leo admits what's his name midnight she points to a little chain on the collar fitting Leo rubs a cat and the cautious creature leans into the touch. Somehow, getting the cat's approval leaves Leo feeling a bubble of happiness. Hey, Midnight, watch this. Leo goes to the water bowl and whispers the spell under his breath while hovering his hand over the bowl. The water changes to milk. Seeming interested, Midnight flings his tail as it starts to drink. That was way cool. Calissa claps her hands together. Could you teach me that? Puffing out his chest, Leo smiles and nods. Of course. Leo steps closer to her. Um, could I have a hug? She doesn't respond immediately. And for a moment, Leo is afraid she's going to say no. But then she nods. Hug away. 
Leo does as told, wrapping his arms around Calissa's small frame as joyful. He inhales her coconut-scented hair before pulling away, not wanting her to be too uncomfortable. Um, thank you. Leo clears his throat. I was thinking that our next date should be on campus, you know, for safety and all that. Uh, Sure thing, Calissa agrees. Seems like more and more students are in a tizzy over the missing classmates. Sticking to large groups might be best right now. Uh, Great, then uh, follow me. Leo leads them out. And after he checks out with the dorm leader, he directs him to the backyard. It's still warm outside. And even with the sun going down, the backyard has a nice collection of students bustling about. Walking, talking, even playing around. I wanted to do the whole cliche picnic under a tree thing, but I hate bugs. And grass makes me itch. Leo chuckles hesitantly. Calissa's genuine laughter makes up for the unsureness. <laughs> Smart, Calissa assures. I try to sit under a tree here on my first day and saw a spider. Leo cringes at the word. You have a fear of spiders? She questions if they sit at the beginning table. That I do, Leo nods. I know a good vanishing spell, though. Leo winks. Now look at this. Leo whispers a revealing spell. And waves his hand. The table is covered with candles, a tablecloth, and containers filled with lasagna from Olive Garden takeaway. I'll never get over how incredible magic is. Calissa's eyes fill with a sparkle. When did you do this? Earlier? Leo rubs at his nose. Come on, let's eat. So they do. They talk about little things, like favorite colors, also likes and dislikes. They make jokes, laugh, and eat their food until it gets dark. Stretching, Leo clears their food and throws it away. I should be getting you back soon, Leo says with a sigh. It was good being with Calissa like this. Easy. They naturally mesh well together in a way Leo didn't think was possible. Like finding a missing puzzle piece. You never knew was even missing in the first place. I wish we could. Her words are cut off when Bradley bounces up to the table and sits beside Calissa. Hey, Calissa. Bradley greets by throwing his arm over her shoulder. She shrugs off the touch and stands. Bradley, I wish you would stop being so rude to Leo. Calissa shakes her head. He and I are trying to have a date here. Oh... Bradley's face forms an exaggerated O face. You're right. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt your date. Bradley turns his attention from Leo to Calissa. Hey, Calissa. Did you hear? Hear what? Calissa puts her hands on her hips. They found a body. Bradley says with a somber tone, and it sounds like he means it. That Georgia girl. She's dead. Calissa's face pales, and so does Leo. With the students being missing, it was easy to assume hope that they were fine and just missing. But reality has a way of smacking people in the face. Someone is not only kidnapping mages, but they're killing them too. The school might not be as safe as Calissa originally thought. As Leo looks to a shocked Calissa, he gets this strange feeling like maybe she's thinking the same thing.